Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. All narrated by Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's Always Cheating podcast. From Holland, Zlatan, Messi, Rapino, and many more, each episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the episode and check out Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Land Parties, episode 25 from the Las Vegas Review Journal, sponsored by betonline.ag. I am your host, Ryan Smith. I can't remember my name, apparently. And with me, as always, I will get his name right, is Lucas Egan. What is going on, my friend? I am doing well, Ryan. Uh, Had a a pretty fun weekend. I am desperately staying away from Last of Us spoilers as I am trying to power my way to finishing the game. But how was your 4th of July weekend? It was good. It was chill. Uh, We we just uh, did some boom booms. Uh, out in the street in our yard, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, neighbors were all up and down doing that stuff. And I did finish The Last of Us 2. I'm not going to say anything, uh, but we'll we'll talk about that here uh, as soon as um, uh, Lucas finishes that game up. But I, I enjoyed it. Um, it was it was uh, what a what a crazy story. I thought, you know, again, uh, they did such a such a good job and they, they do such a good job of storytelling uh, as, as far as with the game and 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 everything as far as with that so i had a lot of fun playing that but there's a there's definitely a ton of news that we've got to talk about uh today and and obviously if you want to uh introduce our guests uh right quick of course you know you guys have recognized him from a previous episode we're really glad to have him back we have milo from 8-bit esports milo how you doing today i'm pretty good all things considered (laughs) Good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, (laughs) it might be a little bit of a heavier episode than what a lot of uh, people are are used to from this podcast, but it's uh, an important one. But we're going to start with just a a couple quick topics uh, before we get into the meat of this episode. And let's start with the price of some next gen games. And Ryan, uh, I, I know that we both saw that. Uh, they're going up, it looks like. Uh, NBA 2K21 on Xbox and, and PS5 are, is going to be 70 bucks basically, instead of 60 What do you guys think about this price increase? For me, this is kind of, this isn't surprising to me. Um, again, and we kind of spoke about this a little bit uh, uh, offline uh, before here. I think it was last week. Uh, about this and it wasn't surprising that we saw these games go up a little bit i don't think people will have an issue per se with the with the price increase uh if they're getting the value in content uh and it feels like it's worth it you know again don't give me a game that is basically a ps4 game and then and upcharge me an extra ten dollars for it that's where you'll see the internet rage uh, you will <laughs> you will hear from them. You know what I mean. You will all, everybody will come out and and this is going to be an interesting one to see because I think there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, for for people to get upset, and there's going to be some people, and there's going to be some games uh, that people are going to get upset about uh, as far as pricing wise. Not only that, specifically, we're talking about the 2K games. If I know anything about the 2K games, is that they they have they are absolutely riddled with microtransactions. So now you're talking about tacking on an extra ten dollars to the base game. And then they're going to they're going to say, yo, but we need more of that money. We're going to need some more of that money. And that's where you're going to see a lot of people getting upset. People are already upset in in this current generation uh, with games like that. What do you think they're going to do when they they say, look, we're going to need a little more off the top. But then don't forget to get your skins and your your this, your that. (laughs) It'll be interesting. But this isn't a surprising move to me. Yeah, you know, this this is the one area of concern or annoyance that I have is 
I understand that the cost of making games is always increasing. And, you know, especially for, for the, any studio, but especially these AAA studios, you know, the costs are just shooting through the roof. But my only issue is there are so many different ways that, that these companies are finding to make money, whether through DLC or microtransactions or anything like that, that it's, it's a little hard to swallow only because... I know that a lot of these games are going to get DLC coming down the pipeline that they're going to charge for anyway. And with a lot of games, especially story-driven games here, they're telling you DLC is coming even before the game ships. And so it's a little annoying to me to up the initial game of the price when there's that back-end price already coming down the pipeline. Well, and I, and I hate that too. That, that especially a game that don't don't put out a game and then say, "Oh, we we are gonna have a DLC." You know what I mean? It's like I, I remember the days where DLCs were just like extra things that came well after a complete game, and they're like, you know what? The people really enjoyed this. Let's build out some more for this game so we can give some more content. Now it's almost a given that almost every game is gonna have a DLC. They, they're building it into the inf, you know in, infrastructure of these base games, and then they're releasing these timed uh, uh, DLCs just to, you know, that's where it starts getting into that that corporate versus, you know, community uh, stance for me, I guess, where I feel like it's kind of getting a little more away from, uh, hey, you know, we're all about the the fan base and you guys enjoying this to, hey, you know, we know you like you like this, but uh, we also need to get paid. So go ahead and pay us. <laughs> Milo, what what do you think about these increases here? So I haven't been a console gamer, or at least a dedicated console gamer, since The Last of Us One came out. <laughs> so a lot of this is new, like news to me. And both of you are making really good points because the only thing that I could think of coming into this before hearing your guys' thoughts was next gen generally means that technology or the the cost to manufacture does increase but that's me completely forgetting about the time dlc that they already planned mm-hmm. and and it does just teeter on to more greed because yeah you can justify 10 more dollars if you're getting a higher quality game if you're getting better graphics if you're getting more content per se but yeah, it's ten more dollars on top of all the DLC that you're eventually going to have to buy, and that's it's getting greedy at this point. Yeah, it'll be weird too because I, I I'm really curious to see how people respond. Obviously, us as adults, uh, the extra ten dollars, like all right, that's not too bad. But think about remember when you were a kid, and I mean, shoot, it was hard enough just to get a game or or even have a console or anything in your house. Now you're talking about this extra charge as well. I know that there's going to probably be some parents that say, ah, you can do without that, or you know. And I was kind of saying that uh, you know, I don't think my my uh, uh, my backlog for console games will be as uh, big because that does. I mean, you do kind of have to like, all right, dude, like, is this going to be worth $70 and me shelling out $70 or do I just wait a couple of months until there's a, some sort of sale or something like that and then pick up the game? I think you're going to have a lot more people doing that and, and doing less of the pre-order routes. Cause I know we've all been probably burned uh, by, by a pre-order of a game or another cough, cough anthem. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm still mad about that. <laughs> so we'll see, you know what I mean? We'll see how, how this this plays out uh, for them. And then, you know, is that going to be all games? Are, are both PS5 and Xbox Series X, uh, are they both going to have the increase? Or is one maybe going to uh, say, you know, we're just going to eat the cost maybe here uh, from the publisher and, and we'll keep it the same price? Because that also could give them, you know, one or the other an edge and whether people make the choice to go one console uh, or the other console. Right. And, you know, I, I would also say, you know, 10 bucks in a vacuum is not that much in the grand scheme of things. But if you look about it, you know, if you bought six games of, of current gen games, you know, you, you bump yourself up to next gen. That's a, a whole less game that you can buy for the same amount of money. Uh, for somebody that's a little more budget friendly, uh, like like me over here, <laughs> you know, it, it factors into to my decision because, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're paying for the new system. And now these new games 
are going to cost you more. And and that's kind of a tough pill to swallow, especially at the start. We know that launch games generally aren't the best, uh, let's just be honest, because they're still yeah. figuring out how to best utilize this hardware. And, you know, it, it makes me wonder, is this going to affect the value of games up and down the price points? You know, if if an indie game is $20 now, does that indie game now have to be 30 or $40 Ooh. to justify the cost because of the, the increase in price? I, I just wonder if it's going to have a bigger impact than just those AAA games. And I didn't even think about like indie games and stuff like that, too, because you're right. Does that mean now they're going to increase? Because I think that will ultimately hurt i think it would hurt indie companies a lot more than it would these triple a games uh you know so that that's an interesting uh thing to i didn't even think about that and hopefully that's not the case uh again i'm not doing a bunch of any i mean like indie games and stuff like that kind of like like milo was saying uh, a lot of games i've shifted more to playing on pc uh Mm -hmm. and really i just have the console so i can get them exclusives and play the exclusives uh but it'll be interesting to see how indie developers go about pricing wise. And if that means that they're also going to increase. And I think the other thing that we have to pay attention to as well, obviously uh, the current situation that's going on, we don't know what we're going to look like six months down the road, five months down the road uh, when the consoles and things like that are out. Uh, So I think that definitely could play a factor, especially if people are still, you know, there's a bunch of unemployment. uh, There's a, you know, it's just, it's it's, it's going to be really hard to tell. And really, as we lead up to uh, these releases, uh, I think they're going to have to do some maneuvering uh, based off of what the current uh, climate is, uh, both economically and just where people are and how they're feeling uh, about games in general. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's <laughs> it feels weird because we know that the uh, assumed release window for these consoles is still a ways off. But I mean, my goodness, it, <laughs> as crazy as this world's been uh, for a variety of reasons this year, I, who, yeah, who knows what it's going to be like come the, the launch windows for these consoles. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely uh, be following along, especially. And I know that there's not I know that uh, Ubisoft has a uh, um, they're doing an event July 12th. I'm going to try to uh, uh, I'm going to try to live stream that event uh, just to see what kind of games and stuff that they have coming out. And then you have July 23rd. uh, You also have Xbox uh, coming out with another one of their uh, reveals as well. So I don't know what more information they're going to give us. Are they maybe going to give us more gameplay? Are they going to give us details about pricing? Uh, I think the July 23rd one with Xbox is going to be definitely one for uh, uh, people to watch. I would imagine, given the lukewarm response to their last media event, that that should be a fun one. I think that yeah. they'll, they'll come out swinging on that one. They better. They better. I, I thought you uh, you made a, uh, you were talking about something else interesting uh, since we're on the subject of Xbox. Uh, you said that uh, there's an article here that they were talking about uh, Xbox reportedly being interested in acquiring uh, WB Interactive, uh, which I think is uh, is a lot of fun. We know that they that encompasses is the Batman games, uh, which I don't know if you guys... I've played, like, some of them. The games are fun. That is definitely a series I would like to go back and, uh, you know, play through uh, fully because mm-hmm. I, 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 it's a fun game to play. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you think that means uh, as far as with Xbox and WB Interactive? And then does that also extend past just gaming and maybe into uh, into films and stuff like that? You know, for, from the gaming side, off the top of my head, is it gives them or would give them a chance to have their own Spider-Man, essentially, if they can lock up Batman to be an, an Xbox exclusive. Uh, so that would be pretty big. Those Batman games are super popular uh, for good reason. They're a lot of fun to play. Um, that also would give them the inside track, you would think, to the Harry Potter franchise. Uh, oh. So that could also be um, potentially another big get for them if they get that. Um, film-wise, that that does bring some interesting uh, possibilities. Maybe maybe WB is the studio they go with for any adaptations they have going on. So that would be pretty interesting to watch. Uh, Milo, are you a, are you a Batman fan? Did you like those games? 
I'm a huge Batman fan, but I actually haven't played any of the games for the very reason that I never had a console or a system to play it. Yeah. That'll do it. Wait, so, yeah. you, so, so you've never owned a, or you said you haven't owned a console since uh, PlayStation 3? Actually, I have a PS4. Okay. And the only reason why I have a PS4 is because I did want to play Spider-Man. So with what you <laughs> said, like, your, your segue into this. Yeah, if if bat a Batman game is exclusive to Microsoft and Xbox, I might just buy an Xbox. But to me, that also means if it's exclusive to Microsoft and Xbox, wouldn't that also mean it's on the PC? Mm-hmm. It would, yeah, yeah. With yeah, yeah their new strategy should, should yeah. be it would be on the PC as well. I mean, that was yeah. my. I mean, that's like one of my biggest things as to why. I don't feel it's necessary to get the Xbox Series X if you have a PC. I have Game Pass. You know, I'm able to now play these games because I've never owned an Xbox before. And this is just giving me even more reason not to own an Xbox because I can play it on my PC. Uh, so that would be a lot of fun to play the Batman games uh, on PC. Not only that, but those are those have some solid graphics. And that is a wide range of different games. Not only like the normal ones, you have the Lego ones uh, mm-hmm. as well. You said something about you said there's a Harry Potter uh, Harry Potter series uh lucas as well well well, just as far as as wb interactive has had made any harry potter games that were in the past so in theory microsoft now would have the inside track uh if there was ever a new harry potter game that you would assume then that that deal would continue um and there was also i don't know if that was ever confirmed but there was also that harry potter next gen game that was being rumored i don't know if that would ever been confirmed yet uh but you know, Microsoft is is clearly still trying to fix the, the biggest criticism from Xbox One, right? Is that they didn't have those breadth of exclusives uh, that a PlayStation or a Nintendo had. And this would add to that stable of franchises that would make it, you know, pretty appealing to some people. I mean, they're coming in with, you know, the Halos now, their Gears. You throw in a Batman to the mix if they had a Harry Potter game to the mix. I mean, that that's a pretty compelling uh, slate of IPs, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I don't know. I, I always feel weird about uh, just uh, the Xbox. Xbox, I just, I, you know, I mean, again, my, my biggest thing with them has always been they've never really had the games to make me go, you know what? I need this console. I need to pick it up. Uh, yeah, I think Batman uh, and I know there's a lot of people that are into that series and whatnot. So I guess it would really be. You know what they what their plans would be uh, for the future uh, of that of that series and and of those games and and the cool things that they could do with it. Again, I would love to see you know somebody somebody take that up and and do something in this next gen world uh, with those games. I couldn't see them not having more Batman's. Uh, going along with this i know that activision's in the running ea uh take two uh as well so it'll be interesting to see if microsoft does shell out the the ducats uh to be able to acquire this or if it goes to like an activision or ea hopefully i mean activision that's that's a tough one i feel like that's where that's that's where (laughs) games go to die so (laughs) they will milk you dry son um but yeah i and i need to go back that is one that i need to go back and play i've also got uh uh, like milo was saying the uh the spider-man uh game that i still haven't played like i've got a list of games that i have to finish or i'm trying to finish uh before these next gens uh drop i know i'm not gonna be able to run my way through uh the batman series but i think i do have some of them uh so i i'm excited i think i think people will be excited to see where this ip ends up landing and and what they have planned uh for the future because i know that there are a lot of people that enjoy that series Definitely. Milo, have you played Spider-Man yet? I have. And the joke that I make is I spent $400 to play one game. (laughs) Ah, But but honestly, it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. I've heard nothing but good things about. uh, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an amazing game. I bought it. I did not put it down for three days. So I was three days behind on work and worth every minute. (laughs) Did you did you pick up the DLC for it? No, because oh. 
because and this is something that i've been trying to figure out because i played it i think i, I bought this ps4 and i bought the game back in october mm-hmm. the game is glitched oh. i wanted to 100 percent it just because i wanted to get every penny's worth of that game yeah but i completed all the objectives in one neighborhood and it's not letting me it, it keeps saying that i'm missing one even though there's none left and that's super infuriating so i haven't I haven't turned my PS4 back on since. Yeah, and I think that's understandable. Like, no, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. You guys exactly. need to get it's- on that. Like, don't don't move on and, and make a DLC and you haven't fixed the the hundred percent glitch. I'm like, exactly. that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and and honestly, like my my entire, I guess, stance on what we like the two subjects that we just talked about was there will be a huge opportunity for let's players now for those that cannot afford to buy these games or the next generation. Because I remember growing up, I never got into the halo series because I couldn't afford an Xbox. Yep. And yeah. So, and you know, it sucks because everyone's talking about, you know, the resurgence of halo. And I'm just like, I feel like I missed out on this, this amazing <laughs> opportunity, and this amazing memory, but yeah, there, there's opportunities now for, for companies like to rent these games. There's, there's, um, opportunity for land centers to rent out these games for people that want to just shell out the money because again i can't justify 400 dollars for just spider-man but i can justify maybe 70 or 80 dollars based on time in a land center to finish the entire game right or rent it for x amount of time or and rent the system so there's, there's a lot of opportunity and i feel like there's going to be a huge shift in the types of services that um, the next gen can bring, especially because we're navigating through a pandemic and ideas are popping up left and right. Ideas that were not feasible before are feasible now due to accessibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. No, that's, that's good. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how uh, yeah. how that all plays out. Uh, let's take a quick break and then come back, sit down, get to the meat of things uh, here with Milo and what they've got going on at 8-Bit. We'll be right back, guys. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite team and events. And there's no better place to start than bet online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has futures odds including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out our daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. And welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to that short message. And we're going to get into uh, some pretty heavy topics here, but it's something that obviously the esports world and the gaming world has been uh, rocked by uh, in the last couple weeks here. And, you know, I'm sure that anyone listening to this podcast is familiar with a lot of the uh, allegations that are out there, uh, both toward uh, esports players to executives from Ubisoft uh, to the co-founder of Evo, which was canceled last week because of uh, the allegation out there. And it's sad. It's infuriating. It's you know, it's it's a it's a heavy it's a hard topic to talk about but it's it's absolutely something that needs to be talked about and needs to be fixed and start to take some very real steps and let's let's just start there Milo I know that you're putting together something for victims of abuse and harassment for as as a way for them to share um what they've gone through and Milo if you want to kind of talk about what that is uh, go ahead Yeah, so diversity and inclusion have been my personal pillars and values for esports for as long as I could remember. And the officers that I've had on the collegiate side and my my co-founders, my co-workers, they have been from many different backgrounds. And it's, it's, it's a pretty even split of men and women. Same, and same goes with the members. So with, with these allegations coming out, 
and hearing some of my own members telling me their stories while also reading that some of the people that I looked up to just get torn apart is incredibly sad. And, you know, I'm in a position with, with 8-Bit to actually instill and influence change. So what I wanted to do, because I'm more so now of action speaks louder than words. And, you know, unless, unless we change, it's all just going to happen again and again. So as soon as these, as soon as the allegations came out against most of my smash idols, I guess, I started thinking really hard about what I could do to make the entire place safer. What could I do with my organization to turn the industry into what I felt like it was like many years ago, not just for me, but for everybody. So the, um, so right now, although it's, it's very, very surface level. And of course there's so many layers to it. I'm setting up a way for people to anonymously report the um the incidents and the experiences that they've had and an opportunity for them to just have their experiences shared so that we can create a better world there's it, it's really hard and really difficult which is why i'm struggling right now to really just talk about it because yesterday if you asked me this question i would have been fired up i would have been yeah we have to do this this and this but when it becomes, when it turns into people you know, and people that you interact with, it just gets heavy. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm feeling the exact same way that you are. Uh, I, as these, all the allegations started coming out, and dude, I, I, I took days just reading through Twitlongers and things like that. People that I know uh, that I'm friends with have ha- have been affected by this, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm going through that list, and all of a sudden, I see names pop up uh, of people that I've interacted with, and I'm like, oh yeah, this person's like, whoa, like this person did what, and like it, it's such a conflicting feeling because it's like that is absolutely terrible uh for anybody to do that stuff and then and it's not even just like smaller people it's people all throughout uh the the gaming sphere uh you know like you're like you were saying the uh the uh uh ceo of uh evo and and the misconduct that that came through that and that whole thing just being and i have a lot of friends that are within the uh, fgc community as well so to think and i was out here obviously we're out here in vegas so like you know my my buddy was at uh evo uh this past year and and went to the after party and stuff and i've seen other uh, allegations i'm not gonna say anything about it because i think the those at the at this time are kind of unfounded uh so i don't want to i don't want to go out and, and say some you know and just speculate on things uh but the things that have come out uh it, it's been absolutely terrible and and heartbreaking uh to read the, the stories to know that this community uh that we love um you know is there has been riddled and it's like a lot of other communities obviously there's going to be some some bad things that happen but the amount and the level uh of of news and and allegations uh that have come out has been it's it's absolutely disturbing people of power people that uh you know have these these uh uh high positions or 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 even content creators to take advantage not only are you taking advantage of people's trust uh your community's trust uh but then you're just doing absolutely just terrible terrible things uh it's it's uh, i don't know man it's it's really disappointing to see uh from from that side and and i you know i i'm i am glad that these allegations uh are coming out and this stuff is coming out to light because like you said uh, less less about talk and more about action and i think we need more stuff like you guys are doing milo uh as far as being able to to have a system uh in place where people you know can can go there you know whether it's you know them wanting to to use their name and 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 they're comfortable with that or just anonymously being able to to uh, uh you know re- report someone as far as with that my big thing um I guess as far as with that, within your system and, and, and what you're talking about, uh, I guess, you know, kind of take me through the steps. Somebody somebody makes a report. Uh, what would happen uh, from there within your system? That's what I need to figure out. Okay. Because a lot of 
recurring messages that have gone through the stories that I've read is no one wants to step up. Right. And the reason why it was even to why it, it, it's even taken this long for people to come forward is because they feel like nothing's going to happen. So I need to I need to ask the other community leaders and I need to ask the community in itself and take examples from other communities of what's working, what's not in order to implement so that people so that we can minimize those feelings of I reported something anonymously or I reported something blatantly on Twitter. Something has to happen beyond just canceling a person because yeah, these people like, like this, like, um, like Mr. Wizard and these people like the, uh, the top smash players. Yeah. You can take away their entire livelihood. You can take away their content create or their, their, um, their content creation. You can take away their fans. You can take away their monetization and their sponsors. But if it's someone in your community, just a regular guy that's making everyone feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. what, what's canceling him going to do? Right. Or her. Yeah, because it, 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 it goes both ways. So there has to be systems in place. And the most important part is anyone can set up a system. It's what action do you take to encourage more people to step up? Because the actions that you take define the change. Are they able to make these reports? Are they going to be able to make these reports through uh, 8Bit's website? Or is there going to be a separate uh, website created for that? We're going to have a tab most likely on our website. We're going to have it pinned along with other resources on our discords. And we're going to encourage all other Vegas gaming communities to do the exact same. If they want to, if they want to push through like um, push all reports through eight bit, we're like 100% fine. But this is not something that I, I do want to be eight bit exclusive because this is something that needs to this is a this is a systemic change, right? So it has to be, like every organizer and every community leader has to have the same level of understanding and the same magnitude of execution. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a collaborative effort uh, as far as you know the community and the community leaders coming together and and working together to be able to uh, create a system in which people are comfortable. Uh, to go and and make these reports so that we don't let this this you know this just absolutely disgusting things happen over and over and over again to people. Uh, we have to be aggressive uh, as a community, and it's not going to be just one person or one group of people. It's going to take the whole community working together to uh, to be able to solve. And, and you're not going to ever be able to solve the issue, but be able to kind of stamp it out and make sure that people uh, are, are thinking about that stuff. And, and we're doing what we can to not allow it to, uh, you know, these things uh, uh, to commu- uh, to continue within our communities, I, I know that there was a, uh, and I'm going to say it in quotation air quotes. Uh, there was an attempt uh, before with bully hunters, uh, which obviously we saw was was not not what it was <laughs> at all. Um, and I think that kind of soured some people though to this idea as well. And I feel like that really hurt the cause again of people coming up with an actionable plan to be able to help some of these people because we all we've all face something uh not obviously not allegations like that but some sort of somebody harassing you online or just you know you're trying to have fun playing a game and somebody's being an idiot um you know it's it's i i'm really i'm really I, I i i love the idea that not only are you looking to build a system but truly working with other community leaders uh, in the gaming space, bigger companies, working with the uh, uh, streamers, working with, uh, you know what I mean? Local, local people. Um, I, I'm excited to see what we can do here uh, as, as far as with this system and, and building something out that's going to be, you know, it's going to, it's going to bring a positive change uh, to the community and, and hopefully not, allowed this kind of behavior uh to continue forward such a such a terrible situation and milo just just talk to talk to us a little bit about the importance of listening to the communities and taking what you guys hear and doing some with it because it's it's easy to listen it's easy to say i hear you it's a heck of a lot harder to do something actionable because change 
is almost never comfortable. Change is going to you know, require you getting out of people's comfort zones, uh, changing what people are used to. So, Milo, I know that, that you were, uh, talked to me before we came on air about listening to the community and, and started an initiative to really get some, some unfiltered feedback. Can you talk about what you're doing in that area? So even before the allegations happened, I had a plan to listen to the community. The The only way I believe change can happen and the only way I feel like 8-Bit can thrive and esports in Vegas can thrive is if we listen to each other. Because, you know, my whole stance and if, if you like, if you know me and within and, and talk to me about esports for 10 minutes, you hear that I'm always talking about people with resources need to start talking to people with with um, the knowledge and now, but you know, we're now at a point where I can also admit that we're at a stage where people with the knowledge and with the influence need to start talking to people with the experiences because in order, I can't speak for women in esports. I can't speak for black lives in esports or black lives in, in America. I can't, I don't have that perspective. I'm an Asian American. So, I need to hear their experiences in order to best come up with a fair and just system. And to truly provide value for the community, I'm not also going to speak for the entire community and say, I know what you guys want. So here's my will. Here's, here's the value that I'm going to give to you. You better want it. It's, it's the reverse. Tell me what you guys need. Tell me what you guys need from us, a gaming organization, to, to better support you and to better make you feel safe, make you have more fun, make you a better player, whatever it is. And that's what I was starting to build upon, a way for people to talk to 8-Bit directly, give their unfiltered feedback, and um, make them feel like they're actually valued and listened to. But now it just gets a whole layer deeper because now there's there's the ugly side of esports. There's the ugly side of the abuse of power. And and yeah, it's in order for change to happen, you need influence, you need respect, and you need to have a history of execution. And that's something I hope that 8-Bit has. And if not, this is a good opportunity for literally anybody to really rise up and and try to influence this change. It's it, again. It's it's not. It's not about me. It's not about eight bit. It's about everyone coming together. What What do you hope to see uh, as far as future plans? As far as uh, with this and and working working together not only with local community people, uh, but also like bigger companies and stuff like that. Like maybe like. I don't know, setting up like forums or like online town halls or, or kind of how do you, how do you, how would you like to see the direction of this uh, kind of go as far as with other people, not only on a local level, uh, but on a national level? Town halls was my, what well, is right now the strongest idea because how else are you going to air out your grievances? How else are you going to be held accountable by the people mm-hmm. and your communities? But, um, Obviously, not a lot of people are comfortable with that. And in the end, it's just trial and error. Listen as much as you can. Put in as many resources as you see fit. And if something's not working, be quick to change and be open to that change. Because we all want... I think we can all agree we want the same thing. Yeah. And it, it would be stupid and very, very selfish to put your needs in front of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the only real thing that we can do, because this is a very hard subject to to prove, to track, to to take to take action against. But it so we just have to keep listening. We have to know what works, what doesn't work. People need to know how to react when this when or if it happens to them, hopefully it never happens to them so that they can best help whatever legal processes um, follow. It's very hard, and this goes very deep. You know, we, we, we've seen the movie industry go through something similar. Is you know, the big industry that comes to mind that, that had to go through this. What I don't think I've seen from the movie industry is, like, the, the actionable changes since then. You know, they, they've outed people who have uh, allegedly abused people and harassed people, but... That's pretty much been the extent. 
that at least that I've seen, if, if maybe I'm, I'm missing something here on, on their part. How do you guys, how do we s- prevent that from happening from it being, you know, a lot of press, you know, getting it out there, but having the headline be the end of it? Like, how do we step past that? How do we make sure that there's that, that actionable change so that we're not um, sitting here four years from now going, man, we're still getting a lot of people coming out with, you know, that they did this to someone. That's I a very hard question. The uh the only answer I could come up with is listen to the community and instill as much change as you can because it's not a switch that can get flipped on mm-hmm. or off immediately. It's one brave person steps up. The system shows the person that we care about them and that we understand and we we will do our best and it's not going to be a headline or brushed under the rug. An investigation will happen or whatever has to happen to make that vic- that victim or that person feel like we did our best. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that inspires others to step forward. And as more people step forward and as more disciplinary action and legal action are taken, we can just hope that then people start holding each other accountable and then the the change starts from and then the change happens on all levels people hear that there's actionable change that's working in one community so adapt to that strategy or something's not working in that community remove that from our plan yeah and I, I think you make a good point too milo is that and this is always the the hardest part i mean even outside of the gaming community uh any kind there's anytime there's uh, allegations like this that come up i feel like the law makes it very difficult uh, to be able to prosecute people uh, for this. And I, I feel like it stymies people from wanting to come out with these allegations. So I think we need to look at it on a on a uh, 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 the level as far as how the, the law is executed and that whole process as well, because obviously us, you know, within our, our community, oh, you know, you can you can ban someone from from a, uh, uh, you know, a game or or from a, a community or something like that. But really, the law needs to be stepping in. This should be a, a place that, you know, Okay, this person felt, you know, they they could reach out and they say something. How do I turn this into an actionable thing? We need to report this uh, to to law enforcement. And then you have the struggle uh, of, of, you know, the whole back end of the law and trials and and this and that. I think. I think something that needs to be looked at is also working uh, with our law enforcement and how do we make it so it is something that this is, you know, there are very serious consequences uh, for allegations like these. uh, And 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 rightfully so. We you know, we need that support, uh, not only within the gaming community, but I think just as a whole uh, within this topic, the, the, the laws have to be able to support the way that that people are feeling and be able to actually protect them from things like this happening because i feel like one of the the biggest issues as far as uh with the allegations is that it's underreported because people feel like nothing ever happens it's it's hard to argue with anything you just said ryan um it it, this this is obviously we know this is going to get messier before it gets better and it's gonna get harder before it gets easier and, you know, the, the starting the movement to listen is, is a clear and obvious and big first step here. Um, you know, I, I think that that communication has to start happening now. Um, you know, to, to that degree, I just want to just be transparent to everybody. We did reach out to Evo uh, since, you know, in a normal year, the, the tournament would be held at Mandalay Bay out here in Las Vegas. And uh, we did get a response back saying that they are not doing press interviews at this time. With all that unfolded last week, the entire team is taking the time necessary to ref- to reflect, listen, and thoughtfully determine next steps. Um, which I guess you would hope they would say something like that, I guess. Uh, but what do you guys think some uh, uh, an organization like Evo has to do, will do, or should do to further this conversation and to um make things better going forward here 
Evo isn't known for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And, <laughs> that's for sure. and you know, if 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 you just look at my face, it it took a lot of thought into me saying that, like whether or not I should. But if if Evo was open to change, their entire format for prize pools would have been different. Their entire pool system would have been different. A lot of things would have been different because the community has been asking for years. The community already, and again, I can't speak for the community, but I'm going to speak from my own um, experiences. A lot of people that I personally know haven't been happy with Evo for a very long time. Mm -hmm. They kind of just go to Evo for the status to say, I competed in Evo and I got this far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's a legacy tournament. And, you know, I, I had the honor of, of playing in it and I felt the same way they did. But to recover from something like this with a history that they had, it, it goes back to what I said about a history of, of execution and community trust. I don't know if they have that. And if they don't, something I tweeted a few days ago was when I got into esports, there was this warm feeling of happiness and inclusion. And, you know, I'm realizing, especially over the last few days, that's not the case for everybody. But it doesn't have to be that way. A lot of us now that grew up with the industry, because the industry isn't as young as it used to be, we have the skills, we have the connections, we have the experiences, and we have the network to make esports the, like the way that I felt a few, like a few years ago. So if Evo can't recover, or if Evo doesn't do something fast, someone's going to do something about it and create a better Evo. Yeah, I think you're spot on as far as with that. I, I spoke about this on the CFG Gamecast as well. Um, obviously, sponsors aren't going to touch it. Uh, I feel like the whole name of Evo is is tainted. And I, I think for them, the, the smartest move is to scrap it and, and start fresh. Start with new leadership. Start, you know, again, building out. And it's going to be kind of hard, too, because Evo is such an established, uh, you know, it's such an established thing and, and everybody knows it. Uh, but also there's also going to be that 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 stigma of, hey, man, I know, you know, there was there was uh, uh, Mr. Wizard. Uh, that, uh, you know, and, and those issues, people are already uh, salty. And I've heard I've heard negative things about Evo as well. And clearly, you know what I mean? They weren't listening uh, to what their community was, uh, what they were saying uh, about it, which is unfortunate. So hopefully, you know, and, and, and then again, bigger sponsors and things like that. I think it'll be a very tough sell to try to get them back on board just because of the negative, just the negative thoughts and the negative connotations that I believe uh, Evo has now uh with uh, everything that's going on right now i think it, if, if they, if they want to find success i think they they go with something different something new they they build out what they you know uh, uh ways to to not let things like this happen again and i'm not just talking about putting out a press release saying here's cookie cutter answer of you know we basically it's the same thing that everybody's saying hey we need to you know take a step back and 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 this and that it's like look man like this stuff has been going on you guys clearly have known about some of the stuff and whatnot so it's like there has to be actionable change uh moving forward and and i love it i love the fact that people are demanding uh these changes and it's not just just lip service uh i'm hoping that people within the communities uh then hold these companies hold these tournaments and hold these people accountable for the things that they're saying that they're going to do and we see these changes that are clearly necessary top to bottom throughout these industries um so yeah I, I i think you know very much so uh like like milo was saying um i just can't see i can't see it them moving forward with that line evo i think it turns into something new yeah um i'm, I'm inclined to agree with everything you guys just said i i'll be honest i mean i'm not i guess i i a part of me is not surprised that they didn't want to talk publicly because uh, that's usually a company line in situations like this. But I am surprised a little bit because, you know, in moments like this, you know, when when an entire segment of an industry is going through it, open dialogue counts for a lot. And if you're going to say 
that you're going to listen and reflect? Um, how about actually talking and starting that dialogue instead of, you know, given the appearance anyway of that you're insulating yourself, you're circling the wagons. Well, that doesn't sound like listening or reflecting to me. That sounds like let's try and ride this storm out and keep as quiet as possible until this passes. And so, you know... <laughs> We, we've seen this, and, and Ryan, you and I talked about this at the start of some of these uh, Black Lives Matter protests. We were seeing more companies be willing to take stands. We need more companies, more organizations, more people to take a stand and to, um, you know, let, let's not try and tiptoe our way around it. Just say, you know, say how you feel and let's actually get some change done. And, you know, <laughs> for a company like Evo that, that you know, as you guys have said, They've been through the ringer in, in a lot of people's minds already. This just seems like a baffling decision to not actually have an open dialogue with the community that feels hurt and betrayed right now. Well, I, I think that's a big tell, too. You know what I mean? It's like, don't don't like look, things are changing. The whole mindset needs to change. You need to take then as a company, a different approach. Don't uh, we're going to sit here and reflect. Uh, (laughs) What are you reflecting on, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I get it that you can't just jump the gun and and start just doing, you know, I'm going to start firing from the hip and and see what sticks. You know what I mean? They've got to be able to regroup and, and game plan. But, you know, again, I, all eyes are on you guys, especially uh, in the FGC community and, and how Evo responds how they how they come out of this on the other side and you don't have a lot of time to sit there and think about it and let it just get brushed under the rug because people are no longer allowing things uh to be brushed under the rug and i love the fact that people are 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 you know, like you were saying even with the uh with blm that people are sick and tired of of this stuff and they are demanding change uh which is absolutely necessary and it's going to take every single one of us uh companies individuals groups communities coming together having these open dialogues being able to talk about this stuff and coming and 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 figuring out solutions together uh i i think it's going to be the most important thing moving forward within this climate for sure. And, you know, if for some reason somebody from Evo is listening, you know, there's still an invitation. I think we'd still be interested in talking. Uh, you know, you, you would have a, uh, a, a fair place to come and talk. You know, there's going to be difficult questions that, that obviously they need to answer for. But, um, you know, it, it's a way for them to, to, to start that dialogue. Um <sighs> Yeah, like I said, baffling to me. I, I get that you can't just take a step the day after something happens. You can at least say something the day after it happens. You can at least you can at least start the conversation, you know, and and readily admit that hey, we don't have the answers. Nobody has the right answers right now. We're all trying to figure this out, you know, as we go. But you know, it's I think it does say a lot about which people, which organizations are talking about it and having that dialogue and which ones aren't. And I think people are going to take notice of that. Milo, again, we're, we're excited to to see what you guys uh, come up with. When's your guys when is this uh, your whole plan? When's everything uh, when are you looking to launch this stuff? I have a few meetings this week with the community leaders to I think the first one is where we all just share experiences mm-hmm. and I guess from there it's just taking notes and figuring out what action needs to be taken because there's a ver- there's an I think at this point there's an infinite amount of things that that happen good or bad in esports and we have to come up with a way so you know I don't want to put a deadline on it but there will be you know, transparency, open dialogue, all of that is important to me as a person, as a as a leader, as a as a founder. So I can't say when we're going to launch it because I want to launch it right. Yeah. Because every every misstep that happens um, just makes j- just further supports the stigma that I reported something and nothing happened. So I don't want that to happen. So I need to make sure that it's good enough to launch, that it's that it's um, strong enough to launch, so that people don't feel, you know, bad if nothing happens. So yeah, I can't I can't give you a date, but we're mo- 
we're moving as fast moving. as we can. Yeah, yeah. no, it, I mean, I think I think just the fact that that again, you guys are exploring, uh, you know, actionable change and and trying to create something uh, not only on a local level, but just just in general within the gaming streaming community. I, I think it's it's something that that you know, everybody can have some sort of input in. And I think, you know, I love the fact that it's more of a community based thing. I think it's going to be an ever growing thing. You know, I don't think you can ever say, all right, this is, this is, this is where we're at. And, and we're just going to push this out here. I think it's something that's organic and, and we'll be moving as new issues or different things come to light. Uh, you know, you'll have to be able to maneuver, uh, and, and, Things will be be you know there'll be changes or, or this or that. So I don't think everything is set in stone uh, like you're saying. I think it is going to be a fluid uh, situation. But you know us uh, here at Land Parties too. Anything that we can do uh, to help and support because we're very much within this community as well. Uh, you know we have your guys's back too. Yeah, and I appreciate that. the The one thing I you know I guess my final words for this is Evo is a company that has that has had its foundation set in the fighting games community but right now there's an opportunity for these these organizations to restructure have their foundation based on the community so that when things like this happen you're more open to admit i don't know i need to know and i need to ask because with with evo their their whole press release is you're, you're right. None of us know the right answers. None of us knows how to move forward. Mm-hmm. But it's not just one person's problem to bear. We all have our inputs. We all have our experiences. And for Evo to just not include the community, it's, it's bad, but it's also understandable because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know right. how to approach this. And their foundation, like, like again, they, they didn't have an infrastructure set up to talk to the community about it. So, yeah, those are mistakes that I hope that no one makes moving forward. Hopefully, I don't make it moving forward. And, and yeah, it's, it's the only way to stay fluid in this. Yeah, you know, real quick, I just, I just wanted to say, everybody that, that's a gamer has seen the power of gaming, you know, whether it's to connect people, to make friends, to keep in contact with people. Um, you know, I share the story all the time. My brother is working in Korea. We'll play Overwatch together, you know, online on our, uh, our PS4, and it's a way for us to talk and have fun. So this is, you know, it's it's heartbreaking, just so heartbreaking to then see the the ugly side of this. But you know, hopefully, this is the launching off point to rid the community of this ugly side, and you know, we can get back to building all those positive things that we see on a daily basis through gaming. Yeah, I agree 100%. Again, Milo, where can people uh, reach you? Where can they find you at uh, on the socials? Yes, all my socials should be Kuya Milo. So K-U-Y-A-M-I-L-O. And you can just follow 8-Bit at 8-Bit Esports. Awesome. Thank you again, my friend, for for sitting down and, and having this discussion with us. I know it's not an easy discussion to have uh, by any means, but I... I you know, again, I, I truly believe that these are the first steps that we need to be able to take is having these conversations, working together as a community uh, to make it a better place for everybody uh, to stop predatory uh, actions from happening and and just coming together as a community and 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 enjoying the games and and the people that that we enjoy uh, without all this other stuff. So thank you again for, for taking the time and joining us here on land parties. Uh, that's going to do it for us today, guys real quick, Lucas, I know that you're grinding out the rest of uh, last of us Two. What else do you have on the docket? Uh, so aside from last of us, um, I, <laughs> I'm getting ready to hop back into Mario Kart, uh, <laughs> just cause okay, I need, okay. I need some lightness in my life right now. I need I some fun, you, some craziness in my life. What about you, Ryan? Uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm starting, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hopping right back into the, into the darkness because I'm starting Detroit become human, uh, tonight on Mishmash TV. And then I need to finish, uh, Kakarot. I did finish uh, uh, Last of Us 2, so we'll we'll be talking about that soon, I'm sure, on this show. But yeah, I wouldn't, you know, we need to we need to uh, 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 share uh, switch codes. 
because I wouldn't mind. Yes. I would. I also have Mario Kart. And I like to get down. I, I like to get down. There you go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, guys, be safe out there. Thank you so much again for joining us here at Land Parties. We hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And uh, you know what it is. We love your faces. This is Brandon Kelly the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire.